Hello, everyone. Today we're going to talk about persuasion, which is my current thing because I have a class Saturday, The Secret Psychology of Persuasion or How to Hypnotically Persuade Others. Um, and it it goes that I lately I've been beating up because I've been thinking about two classes I wanted to do was the persuasion class because I find that shit fascinating and I love doing it. And it makes me study it. Number one. Number two is self-confidence. I like teaching stuff about self-confidence. And the reason I decided after thinking about it and talking to a couple other people uh, to do the persuasion first and then the self-confidence, right? I could have done it the other way, but the reason is, you know, people like to take persuasion classes to be a good therapist, a good salesman, a good manager, a better seducer or parent, whatever it is you're going to use, you have to persuade and influence other people, right? That's, you know, and, but why do people fail? There's a lot of great courses out there. Some of my, you know, people have had courses forever, right? And they can, you know, you create a whole niche just teaching persuasion as our friend, uh, Billy and I's friend, uh, Kevin Hogan, right? That's his whole shtick, right? He not because he got away from hypnosis because hypnosis doesn't work. Then he teaches hypnosis in a persuasion model, but that's a different story. Uh, but what's kind of cool. So why do people take these classes, whether it's like Kevin's class or uh, Caldini's classes or all the books that are out there or even Igor's classes, which isn't my favorite, but he's got a lot of material, but they learn it. They go and learn it, but then they can never implement it it seems like, right? And we see that a lot in the therapeutic community and then the coaching community in this, and a lot of the communities, especially in the therapeutic and the coaching community. Um, and I think it boils down to uh, that uh, one thing, it's the, it may be the fault of us that teach pers persuasion and influence is that it's a different slant on it, which is rather than start teaching you these fancy hypnotic commands. And, you know, I know that you like me and as we move to the future and all the stuff we can do with, with the language patterns, you know, and the more you think about it, the more you want to do it. Great. And that, you know, to do your influencing externally, I think the missing ingredient is learning how to motivate and persuade yourself, influence yourself. Can you influence yourself? And the rule of thumb, it's a very simple test. Are there things in your life you've wanted to change for a while that you're cognizant of? Maybe your diet, maybe starting exercise, maybe doing something, learning a new, some technology online, whatever it is, getting coaching, whatever it is, and you have not done it. If you haven't, you don't know how to persuade and or influence yourself. And because whatever you're doing is not working. First rule of NLP, if what you're doing doesn't, well, not first, but one of the rules of NLP is if what you're doing doesn't work, you have to do something else. If you haven't, if you've been struggling, which is a weird analogy in your mind, with your diet and you haven't changed it, whatever you're doing isn't working. Right? You know, unless you're the United States government that can just pump another billion dollars into a program like the war on drugs, because we're almost there. You know, uh, the war on poverty. We're, wait a minute. There's more poor people now than ever. You know, let's regroup. Uh, but whatever it is, most so if what you're trying to change, you can't change. Maybe rather than take 
uh, uh, you know, uh, a class to motivate other people. Take the class that part of it focuses on how do you motivate yourself? Because if you do not, I think what also sets you up is for that imposter syndrome inside. You know, how can I help other people stop smoking or lose weight? And yet, you know, as soon as the clients leave, I'm out back behind the buildings. I just had somebody do tell me that they're out back smoking a cigarette, you know, and eating a donut and then going back in the office and, you know, working with other people. It sets up that imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud, right? And so can you motivate yourself? Do you know how to motivate yourself, right? Well, the first thing you have to do is begin to take one of those areas. If there's an area in your life you haven't made that change yet, you know, look at it and say, okay, let's say it's changing your diet. Okay. Well, what am I trying to do? Well, I'm using logic and intellect, you know, uh, well, that's not working, right? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm giving, I'm giving the, uh, Dr. John's favorite, you know, uh, I, and affirmations or incantations. Well, if it's not working, that's not working. What would work for you? You don't know yet. You haven't found the thing that makes you work, makes it work for you. Is it a picture? Is it a, you know, it's very simple stuff, but we forget to do it to ourselves. It's the paradox of knowledge, right? We'll become very flexible with other people, maybe helping them if you're gonna help motivate them or coach them or make changes, but can you do it to yourself, right? Can you find what drives you? What drives you? Is it a picture? Is it a sound? Is it a feeling, right? Um, and whatever you're trying to do, you need to persuade yourself in the way your brain, your own brain is actually gonna to listen to you to do whatever this activity is or this change in your life or the thing you wanna do, right? Um, Kind of like before we started recording, we were talking about music and how as you mature, as you mature, you start saying, yeah, back in my day, we had real music. You know, we had the real music. And whether it was the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s now, you know, just heard some, was on the hit station on Cirrus Radio and they were playing classic oldies from 2003, right? And, you know, we're like, ah, that's not, but if you're, 22 that was like you weren't you were you weren't really into anything yet right it's all new right so how so if you get stuck that way and by the way there's a i think there's a physiological psychological link to why we defend the music we were listening to when we were like in high school or early college or <clears throat> maybe the military whenever you came of age wherever you really developed your identity whether it was high school college right after college whatever it was well, that becomes part of your identity. That was the music you liked. And now you're going to defend that against the oncoming in onslaught of whatever, right? Our parents, looking at the group here, our parents did it to us. We do it to our kids. Our kids will do it to their kids. You know, if we stay alive 40 years, there'll be people going, God, in my day, we had real rappers and real music, not this crap, whatever it is then, right? You know? You know, in my day, singers could sing. They didn't have auto-tune, you know? By the way, that's a statement of fact. Uh, but, you know, so it's like we defend it, 
right? So that's going on in our heads. So if you have that and it's easy to get, you know, and it's that, I, I call it hardening of the thought, not just hardening of the arteries. You start to get hardening of the thought, right? And living in Florida, boy, I see that everywhere, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, there are people, they uh, drives me nuts down here sometimes, right? Bruce can relate to that. You're like, ah, you know, this isn't whenever, you know, wherever it is. Uh, but, you know, so what can you do to change your thought processes? What would motivate you, let's say, if it was music, to listen to the new music and appreciate it, you know? Um, to listen or look at like new way. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day at the at, at the gym. Um, because they said, Wow, you've really changed how you look there, you know. And um, because I've I don't know, lost about six percent now of my body fat. My weight's pretty stag stable, but I've lost a lot of body fat. And they go, Well, what are you doing? I said, Well, first of all, I'm not doing the same workout I was doing five years ago. You know, I went and I I got a different I got some programs and some coaching. And then I actually had to listen to the coaching, right? And that was my first block. This is gonna, this is actually going somewhere. It's like, I'll go and I'll buy a program. I'll get some good stuff. And then I'll fall into the paradox of knowledge and go, yeah, but I'm gonna do it slightly differently, right? So it's like the old, uh, as we say in the recovering community, if I bake a cake and you like the cake, and, you, and I give you the recipe and you decide to change the fucking recipe. Don't come back and say the cake was not good. You did not follow the recipe. So, you know, and I think as coaches, we need to, I need to think of that, right? Because I get frustrated when I'm trying to coach somebody or mentor someone and they're not, they don't want to do it. They're going to do it their way, right? Um and unfortunately, unlike Captain Billy, when you're, you know, you can't just say, well, this is my ship. This is the way it's going to go, you know, or you can leave now. You know, it's like, so, so what can you motivate yourself? Can you motivate yourself? What would motivate you? Right. And is it a feeling? Is it a felt sense? Is it the sounds in your head? And if so, what sounds motivate you? Um, and maybe pictures, right? In my case, it was like pictures. You know, I needed to see, first of all, I had to look at how I actually looked and I didn't like the way I looked, right? And then I'm like, okay, how do I want to look, right? Well, what are these people doing to look that way? Well, they're, they're doing what I'm doing. They're doing something different, right? So, so, so the pictures worked, right? And then it's a, it was a little bit of the felt sense, but it was how I talked to myself in my head, right? And what motivates me may not motivate other people, but you got to find this for yourself. What will influence you? Motivation, influence, persuasion, right? And the voices I have to adopt in my head are not very nice, right? The motivation, like, you can do it, go for it, da, 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 think how good you'll look. No, mine is like, you know, you fat, ignorant pig. You need to change how you're thinking. You need to change your workout, right? And a little bit of external. Then I'll see people in the gym and I'll be honest, I'll look at them and go, do you want to look like that? No. Then quit doing what they're doing. Right? That's the voices that work in my head. And in a drill sergeant voice, by the way. Right? 
that's, I need a drill sergeant over my shoulder yelling at me, right? You know, or a, or a chief yelling at me about how to do it right, right? That it just works. Maybe it's part of my background, part of when I was uh, made a major change in my life and that motivation worked for me and it still works, you know? Now the other stuff may work for you. So what can you do to persuade yourself, you know? So what's an area in your life that you're trying to change that you haven't changed yet, right? And so whether it's your diet, your exercise, um, um, and mine right now, what I'm working on is following some instructions for some coaching I'm getting to, to do my business differently, right? And actually doing what they're saying, right? And, and, and you know, because again, if I want the results um, if I want what you have and I'm willing to go to any length to get it, then I'm ready to take certain steps. I'll steal right from a 12-step program, right? And that's a great saying. If you want what we have and you're willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. And then, of course, they go down that path. But it's like, okay, this is how they're saying doing it, right? And I'm like, okay, we'll check. And, and it has to do about, you know, changing my thinking, staying current, and doing some things. But you know, I found this by accident, right, in my own head, because it's easy um, to take all these skills, persuasion, influence, NLP, hypnosis, all of these really cool skills, and always have it focusing outward. And every once in a while, you got to be able to turn it inward. And like, okay, are you where you want to be? Are you doing what you want to do? Right. Um, uh, and, are, you know, uh, uh, and again, it's it's keeping that flexibility of thought, you know, flexibility of thought. And that, that's in my case. So so what can you do to motivate yourself that, you know, so is there an area of your life? You don't have to say what it is. We'll do a little discussion and I'll record it. So don't don't be too. Of course, for me to say, don't be too inappropriate, it's kind of like, you know, pissing in the wind, I guess, you know, <laughs> that ship sailed like 20 years ago. But, um, you know, so it's like, um, yeah. And so what are you doing now? And it, you know, it might've worked. And what also happens, I'll shut up with, with this part is we, we get stuck in the second part of the paradox of knowledge is we want to do what worked before, even though it's not working. You know, even though it's not working, right? Um, what do they, what do they say in the military? Unfortunately, most of your military leaders are fighting the last war, not 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 the current war, or the next war. They're using the, you know, it takes them a, takes them a while to get into the new thinking. You know, you know, Vietnam, they were still fighting World War II, right? It's like, you know, it just didn't work, right? So, can you be adaptive? In, in what you're doing. So anyway, just a little bit of uh, stuff. So, you know, so what do you, are there areas in your life that you're trying to change that you're stuck? And what can you do, do you think, you know, um, to make those changes? You know, it's also why we always say a coach needs a coach, uh, a therapist needs a therapist, things because you, sometimes you get stuck in your own thinking, you know. And I know when I was changing my workouts, that's what I needed, right? As someone else to, 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 to look at what I was doing and how I was doing it. 
So let me change the format. All right. So that's just a little bit about all persuasion starts with self-persuasion, self-influence before you can really influencing, uh, you know, other people, you know, so. I'm done. Who has something? Hey, I got to save something for Saturday. You know. Yes. Well, awesome. that was one. Hey, let me throw this in there. There's a guy, he's, he's made a lot of money in the internet world, right? In the hypnosis world. I won't, I won't say his name. But one of his things, if you talk to him, and he'll tell you everything, right? He's pretty open about it, you know? Is, and this one, it's like, this was, got stuck in my head, so I had to work through it, which is give away your best stuff for free. And then they will pay you a lot of money to get your other stuff. Don't withhold. He goes, that's the old style where it's like, oh, you know, the next seminar, you'll get the, you know, whatever the secret is. He goes, just put out some of your best stuff for free. You know, he suggests you do a small class and then take the excerpts from your class. That's your best stuff and just put it out there for free. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like, wow, but this is my good stuff. Why do I want to share like the Bill Clinton technique or which now is everywhere? But da 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 da. And he goes, always just throw in the tag. Hey, if you want more, contact me at. Right. <laughs> and the results speak for themselves. You know, he's worth eight figures, I think, now, you know. And, uh, so you know, it's like, well, whatever he's doing is working, you know. And so, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about some of the internet marketers and how they think differently than most of us think, right? You know. So, and if you're going to play in that pool, and we're all playing in that pool right now, right? So you got to, you know, adapt the technology of the winners. So anyway, I'll shut up now. Who has something that they're stuck, that they're not, well, whatever. So somebody say something. <laughs> somebody say uh, I'm, something. I'm trying to overhaul everything. Like, it's not just one thing. It's, it's many things. You know, it is the transitioning from the narcissist slayer to, like, I, I called you the, or spoke with you the other day and said to um, getting that the goal, the 100,000 plus contract for a big organization and, you know, transitioning because the CEOs, the HR people, they don't care if the um, employees are, are tired or uh, being abused or bullied even in the office. They have their HR goal, you know, oh, we won't put up with this. Well, if they're making, you know, several hundred thousand or a million for your company, <laughs> they will stay, the other person will leave, period, the end. That's how it is. And so I want to make money. I still want to help obviously victims because in my world, that's where I was. So I want to overhaul my business approach and lifestyle, obviously my lifestyle too. That's where I am. And it's hard. I even, 
I, I am trying to change my own thought on it's not hard. It is what we all do. We oh, evolve, yeah, change, yeah. and grow. We evolve, change, and grow. Freaking hard to evolve, change, and grow. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. adulting, I think. Yes. <laughs> well, and but, that's where I, yeah, that's where I found hypnosis helpful because I go from like, why do I, this is going to be so hard? This is going to be so hard to, you enjoy, like you enjoy this. Like, let's be honest. Once you get oh, started, it's it. hard to get the train moving. But once I'm started, I'm like, I really geek out about it and get excited. And so yes. um, I would say one thing that's like currently limiting me is um, doing videos on YouTube and stuff like that more because I think, I think it's a double-edged sword. It's a positive and a negative, but one way that I sabotage myself is by being a little too hypervigilant. I'm very concerned about safety, my personal safety, my family's safety. If I have my photo out there. Um, and so I'm just, I think that is one thing that's definitely limit. Like personally, that's something that I'm working with is like, Cause it could be fun. I mean, I I'm kind of saying you say the same stuff over and over again in a lot of sessions anyway. I mean, you guys all know that, like we're kind of telling, we're kind of preaching the same sermon, you know, all the time. And we can make that into 10 minute blips that are digestible for people on the internet. Um, and that's, and in my opinion, that's also a good way to maybe make passive income. You get so many likes on YouTube, they send you a check. Um, but at the same time, um, I mean, I grew up with my mom having a stalker. I, um, there were times when we needed police protection and police escort to and from school. And my nanny had to figure out how to detect a bomb in the mail. Like, so it's real. <laughs> um, and I'm a psychologist. I know people are mental and they don't think properly. And so, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, so that's where I'm kind of like, Oh, like I want to put my stuff out there, but at the same time, I'm concerned about safety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, my mom was a public servant. And so she like that the protection was paid for us taxpayers paid for it. Um, you know, but I don't have a million dollars to, I don't know, maybe by that point I will, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I, you know, if we're just talking about our saboteurs, that's something I'm personally or, or, you know, so like, like what's ever limiting, whatever we're talking about. Well, one I mean? thing, one thing I'm changing is in my head is, and I had that, like, you don't want to get, you know, it's the tall poppy syndrome a little bit too. You don't want to stand out too much because you then people will shoot at you. Yes. Right. Yes. And, you know, even though I know, like, it's not really that, you know, and the people that are shooting at you are inconsequential generally, you know, the ones that snipe on online and stuff. Oh yeah. I'm not worried about them. Yeah. So once, <laughs> but it's, it's a mindset of, you know what, what I'm my current demographic I'm going after are people that are doing good that want to do better. I'm going to stop taking broken people and trying to help them get unbroken. Yeah. yeah. Sounds cold, but it's like, because also too, the, 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 the research would say people that are doing good that want to get better will also spend money. They'll invest in themselves. Yeah. And the people that are broken sometimes in the coming from the addiction world, God love them. And I love that world in a way, but it's like a lot of times by the time they reach out for help, they got no resources left. 
to pay you or to go into treatment or, you know. So it's like, hmm, I need to ch change, you know. So what's the next level client? You know, That's Bruce, true, and I, Bruce and I, he found this site. We got to find it again. But it was a brilliant thing on, for addictions, which it was pretty blatant. It's like he only want to work with highly successful professionals. Yeah. And you had to answer this checklist. And some of it was pretty, you know, and you had to prove it. Right. Because basically, I think he said he only wanted to work with high net worth individuals. It's all he had time for. Right. Good for well, you behind the scenes it's like first of all they're more motivated right and you know they'll pay you and this other stuff so it's like interesting yeah well you know change is a constant and if you don't like change you're going to struggle life is easier if you can convince yourself as you were saying michelle that Change is going, it's part of the growth process. It's, it's, it's part of your evolution. So whether it's in business, your personal life, changing, cha even changing your goals doesn't have to be a painful process. Um, it's, it's, it's about how you see it. It's reframing. It's all the reframing. It can be fun or it could be hard work. Oh, <laughs> and anyway um and, and and so you know i feel like every six months i'm i'm looking at myself and 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 asking myself do i want to keep going this direction what do i want today it might be different than what i wanted six months ago and usually it is because i'm a typical gemini and you know i'm all over the place and i want more than one thing at a time so i have finally i think gotten through my head that change is okay and it can be fun and sometimes it turns out better than you expect it quite often it does have you guys seen the commercial about uh it's that about the guy that will coach you not to become your parents yes i love, I that, love commercial. that you know no we don't need a line wrangler that is hilarious. They terrible. can put a psychologist on that. That is phenomenal. But it's like, yeah. I, I keep watching that and going, God damn, I see how easy that is. Yeah. So, and, you know. Yeah. And I, I love it. Like, and he just, he just throws shit away. I remember that lady just, no, you don't need this. And throws, and she goes to, and he throws <laughs> the pillows on the couch. There's no room to sit. Yeah. Yeah. Or what was wrong with the voicemail? <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Just that's tech. a good one. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh -huh. I think it's important for us to practice what we preach and not be hypocrites and be constantly working towards self growth. And yeah. Or retire and move to the villages, you know, and then just talk about the old days. Yeah. Not me. Uh uh. No. I'm finally, I'm finally getting selfish and actually living life for me and, and having fun because I spent so many years being a caregiver and it, it probably took two and a half years for me to get comfortable with saying no to people Yeah, and doing what I want to do. And I feel better. I think I'm healthier. I think you are. Yeah. Breaking free of that codependent chain is nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's freeing yeah. you feel weight 
Lifted. I know. Yeah. It's okay to be selfish. Huh? It's beautiful. Well, and I like, I like how you're saying the word selfish, not because that's a good thing, but because that's how we think of it at first. Does that make sense? Like, we're like, oh, I'm being selfish. And you're like, wait a second. No, like you've yeah. got to put the oxygen mask on first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's going to be an unconscious adult in the aisle and that's always helpful in an emergency. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, um, it's really cool. I had a friend once where I was just like, Oh God, now I have to go deal with this because I was so used to just coming when called, you know? And, um, he was like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. I don't <laughs> like, I don't, you know what I mean? My mom was upset about something. I was like, great. Now I have to go home and deal with it. No, I don't. That's right. You can take care of herself. She's a big girl. Yep. That's fine. It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. It's just say, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and I feel like good. if we feel it, I feel like the, I mean, the research has backed this up, right. That clinicians who don't practice mindfulness, they don't have the positive, like their clients don't feel the effect of it. Um, I think they've done that research and it's been proven. Like you need to practice what you're doing to people you know what i mean like you're not gonna get training advice and how to be healthier when you see your trainer <laughs> sitting there with a 500 pound belly eating mcdonald's like you're not gonna <laughs> you know what i mean like it comes off in your energy i think if you're if you're if you tell your clients like this works it's gonna be okay i promise you this works keep doing it yeah no that's true it's like it goes right back to the original adage of you have to love yourself before anyone else can love you it, I, like, it, it, I like seeing care. fat chain smoking hypnotists. But... <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> yep. And there's a few that I, oh, good God. Don't even start. Yeah, it's like, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, so can what can you do to motivate yourself? Yeah, or influence or persuade? You got to believe it first. Well, I don't know. If, if what you're doing is not working, you got to do something else. If you don't believe it, then what do you, you know, because then we're going to flip it over to self-confidence. Well, then it's like, yeah. how do you get self-confidence? I would, I would go straight to, at least for me, is I would go straight to someone like Charlie and just be like, I don't like what, I mean, I, you know, and I've done that before and it's worked. It's like, there's what, and I've, I think I did this with you, Michelle, is I'm like, I don't know why. I can't stop picking my nails. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like something stupid. Like I'm annoying myself because I'm always picking my nails. And then, you know, I go to do X, Y, or Z and it's painful. Um, as I just, I talk about my stuckness and my frustration with somebody who then works their NLP hypnosis magic. And I can be lazy and just listen to a recording every day and boom, it happens. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's what I would do. That's what I usually do. I just, I, I find, I'm getting sick of myself and then call somebody. Go ahead. I find often I have to ask myself, what's the fear? What's the fear of doing what I believe I want to do that is right. stopping me from doing it? Yeah. And, you know, even as a ridiculous kind of thing, I'm a cyclist. So every so often I'll look for a new route and I'll go, okay, I'm going to try this route. And I go, what happens if I don't like it? And I go, schmuck. What are you afraid of? Yeah, you schmuck. 
<laughs> so it's like I have to think to myself, okay. Yep. You got to change it. It's the fear of going, what if I don't like it? Try it. But that's like, a, there's always a fear somewhere of stopping the change. But I won't like, what if I don't like it? <laughs> then you'll eat a bagel. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, last night I had a dream that I was a hot dog chasing a bagel down the street. What do you think that means? <laughs> oh my. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait <laughs> what does that mean? That is great. That's fun dream. <laughs> and were you the it. hot dog or were you the bagel? <laughs> he was the He was the hot dog. Oh. oh the <laughs> then tonight you will you will you will pretend you're you're gonna dream you're a baseball player. Then the question is, are you pitching or are you catching? <laughs> <laughs> Will you coach her hot dog? <laughs> Always pitching. Uh, since since we've reached this uh, level of humor, uh, did anyone <laughs> see Saturday Night Saturday Night Live? No. Um, they did. They did a riff on Kanye West and and going postal or was it um, high order on Jews and <laughs> and and, uh, and the the little news <laughs> segment ended where with Kanye saying that. Bagels are the devil's asshole. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't say that. And, and since uh, I, I liked, I liked um, uh, Bruce's uh, uh, item there on hot dogs and uh, and donuts. Um, this is going back to one of the first uh, Saturday Night Lives ever ever saw. I think it was Uncle uh, it was Uncle Buck. And uh, and he was going to babysit a couple. Yeah, he says, "Oh, Uncle Buck, can you tell us more stories about Eddie Eel and Betsy Donut?" <laughs> cool. All right, that's funny. Uh... Oh, but let me do my pitch, then we'll stop the recording. And Saturday, this Saturday, the nineteenth, and if it's after November nineteenth, it's all it's pre-recorded. There is the. Uh, secret psychology of persuasion, hypnotic persuasion techniques. Uh, so if you want more information, reach out. And yes, I've got it on my calendar. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch it 